G'day and welcome to Aussie Vision. I'm Dale. And g'day, I'm Shafita. <laughs> oh God, this is going to be no, controversial I am then. simply not Shafita, trust me. No, I'm Mike, well and truly. Well, welcome to our Eurovision weekly update. And for those who have no idea what Mike's going on about, <laughs> that does allude to um, the pre-party that was in Tel Aviv, wasn't it, Michael? There's a lot of pre-party action the last week. Certainly. I guess that was the thing that was happening very much in the Eurovision sphere, the two big pre-parties that were this week. Now, we did have Tel Aviv calling, plus we also had Eurovision in concert there in Amsterdam. Yeah, and there were so many artists taking part. It was almost like a mini Eurovision in Tel Aviv. Mm. And again, we had like 27 artists in Netherlands and all sorts of audio problems probably in both places. Machinations going on all over the place, wasn't there? Yes. So we don't want to go through all the acts or anything Mm. like that. We want to talk about some of the notable ones and things that we think we should chat about. Let's start off with, I think, uh, one of the big stories, the appearance of Ukraine. So let's have a listen to Kalush Orchestra and Stefania. appearing live so you know this is um a, a big big developing story yeah it was it was really wonderful to see them at the pre-parties i mean we've been talking about will they be in turin mm. but to be at the actual pre-parties in the lead up that's just fantastic um i think it was a special moment they were in both mm-hmm. uh it was wonderful to see them perform i think they did you know a really good job they can perform this we saw what a great job they did at vidbur and i think pe- people who were there were like there's such a different atmosphere when they come on stage like yeah. that it's going to be there so great to see it absolutely um i thought they performed the song very very well at both pre-parties and also the reception they got particularly from tel aviv uh, calling the standing ovation everything really really quite emotional so um fantastic to see them at the pre-parties fingers crossed we get to see them at turin as well I will say one thing. Mm-hmm. I don't like what the main, as the guy who sings the chorus is Stefania and does a little kind of, you know, flute thing. The flute thing. Yep. I don't like the thing he's wearing that the other dancers do where it all covers him. I don't even know how to describe it. Yeah. yeah. I don't know how to describe it either, but I think he there's a lovely connection with him at Vidbur. He sings, but it was kind of getting in the way of him singing. So I hope they rethink that. I think that's a bad choice you can't really connect with him can you and considering he's one of the sort of main vocalists yeah i think it's an important you need a connection there all right one of the other ones we want to talk about of course australia sheldon riley was performing in tel aviv um quite ill yeah but he still smashed it out like Mm. there was a couple of times he just kind of didn't he pulled out of a couple of things but for good reason don't hit your voice if you're still recovering but the rest of everything he did i thought he did a great job and i loved the look Mm. it was a different kind of mask it really captured people's attention um and i think he he did us proud yet again absolutely um i think it's a kind of professional way to know what i can do and do well and then pull away when you you know maybe it's not going to go really so well so i thought he handled that very well Look, let's broach it. There was obviously the awkward question. Um, What are your thoughts on that one? Well, yeah, so just for those who don't know, the host, who kind of plays a character, a controversial character at that, Mm -hmm. who was the name you introduce yourself at the start. Shifita. Yes, and so she's quite abrasive in the questions and quite sort of pushy and telling. And she she asked a question about the mask Mm -hmm. and whether it was 
you know, I don't know if we even say it. I mean, she just basically said, are you wearing the mask because you're ugly? Yeah. It was just a very clumsy attempt at humour. It was very clumsy. And just, I mean, the fact that, that you know, Sheldon has talked about the fact mm. that, you know, there's a reason he wears a mask. He maybe doesn't feel confident. So it just... I just it was a bit of an ugly question. It, I think she could have. It just wasn't funny. Yeah, you know, it wasn't good humor. I don't think it was meant in a really, really nasty way or anything. Mm. But it was just really bad. And I think it wasn't the only bad thing she did that night. Like it's not about you, honey. Let's move on and go back to the artist. Yeah, it was a little bit uh, abrasive, wasn't it? Okay, another artist and another uh, entry. We want to talk about Sam Ryder from the United Kingdom. Um, very impressive. Yeah, at Eurovision and Constant, where there were a lot of Brits there as well, but mm. lots of Europeans, he got quite the reception. And the way, very cleverly, he got the crowd to do the kind of hand movements. It certainly has got a lot of Brits believing um, mm. because, wow, they've seen Europeans get excited about it as well and seen him like did this great kind of arena performance. So wonderful performance, great. Just be careful, Brits. Just, just keep <laughs> it back to where it was, as in like get excited, mm. but just don't put so much pressure on getting the result. Remember what he says. It's not about the result. It's about they're going and smashing good, uh, a good performance. I think he certainly showed his stagecraft. And that was my big question when they announced, hey, TikTok star goes for UK. I'm like, oh, here we go. But no, he can hold a stage. He yeah. can really have that charisma. And, and um, so looking good for him. Uh, another one we want to talk about, Netherlands, Eurovision concert. Very, very good performance as you would expect in front of a home crowd. Yeah, but, like, I mean, there's pressure there to perform. I've seen a couple of the TV ones, and I was always a bit like, I'm not sure if I'm capturing the mood and all that kind of stuff. And I thought she did a really good job. Mm. And I, I'd also show that I think there's so much that can be done in the intimacy of the song. When it starts, it's really lovely. And I, she's got a really lovely vocal. Um, so I think I, I think I was a little bit more won over again because I love the song, mm-hmm. and I've been kind of questioning about how it's going to come across live a yeah. bit. But I think the atmosphere can be there. Some of the uh, feedback I've seen from her TV performances, all very well done, but a little bit sort of stone cold dead and no emotion being emoted. So, you know, that that's something you can fix. Staging has is so important yeah. for this song. But so you can, important. You can kind of be effortlessly cool as well. That yeah. really works. So, yeah. Um, I, I'm very excited about Netherlands. Um, one I'm very, very excited about, Dale, Serbia. Yes. I thought her Tel Aviv uh, calling performance after a started off slowly, poor thing had to sit on the stage for about a minute till the music kicked in. But once it started, goodness me, so compelling. It's just kind of, this is some really kind of art piece, you know, mm. like, and, and all she came out with was some towels and, and her. I have a soap. Um, <laughs> which is the now iconic, I have a soap. <laughs> the thing is, this is the, it's the biggest question mark. And I can't wait. We haven't done the country review and rank on Serbia mm. and I can't wait to do it. But the big thing on this is the question mark about how people will take this. But there's one thing for certain fans love it. She's iconic. She knows how to not just, she held that stadium. Yeah. It wasn't just like TV in Serbia and whatnot, like for when she won the national final. She had that that crowd in the palm of her hands. And I was like, oh, wow. I think you can connect down to 200 million people. She did something so compelling about this. It was just her and some Manchester. And she oh. held the whole stadium's <laughs> attention. Fantastic. <laughs> Loved it. All right. Um, let's have a chat about one of the real talking points coming out of these preview parties. Austria, mm-hmm. uh, Lumix and Pia Maria. What do you think of that? How do you think that's going, Dale? Well, look, we weren't surprised. <laughs> I mean, no we, one fell over in shock, I don't think. No, yeah. I do think some people maybe were still holding on to a lot of hope. Look, I will say, and look, because people have been pretty harsh, and, mm. you know, um, on the podcast will probably be nicer. 
I do think there is the voice there that can perform this song. I thought she sounded really nervous. She was kind of struggling with the breathing because if you're going to be nervous. Yeah. And I kind of just wish she would just keep going out and she'd just perform it live like that and start to build the confidence of performances. I think Czech Republic, who we kind of were like, oof, a few weeks ago, Mm. they've been improving a lot. And she's done some... You know, not great performances, but I think they've been getting better. So have a crack. Get out there. You've got to get ready for it. I still think they can kind of pull something together, but let's be honest, it was not a good performance. It, it wasn't, particularly the Tel Aviv one. Um, and you're right. I'm going to agree. I think she can hit all the notes. It's just getting all the pieces together. And it's a very wordy, very quick song. And, and that takes technical breathing in the right spots and things like that. So add a bit of nerves to it. I think that's probably as bad as we're going to see it performed. She, oh, I don't know. <laughs> she, she did pick her battles a little better at um, Eurovision in Concert, oh, probably. Yeah. Held off a little and, and didn't get as involved. Maybe a bit of excitement being in front of that crowd for a young performer, things mm. like that. But um, look, concerning, I guess, come you know, oh, you, come Eurovision. But at the same token, there's plenty of um, rehearsal time and time to um, certainly polish that up, shall we say. Yeah, best of luck to them. I, I do think there's a bit of a battle there. Mm. Um, but yeah, I don't think it's as bad as some people are making. I mean, the performance was, but I still have some hope that they could recover a little bit. Exactly. The sky is not falling. All right, let's have a chat about another one that maybe had a bit of a rough time in Tel Aviv. Um, I thought brought it back a bit more in Amsterdam, France. Alvan and Achez. Um, well, they were a person down in Tel Aviv. Doesn't help, particularly when you're harmonising, etc. Um, but certainly pulled it together, I think, a bit more for Amsterdam. Yeah, look... Uh- they even said themselves that it was a disaster. Yeah. It really was. Yeah. It was really bad. Um, the Their strongest female um, singer wasn't there. So you're going to lose like someone else is doing that different part. Exactly. You're not harmonizing with three. The biggest problem to me was though the the timing. The, they were completely out of time at times with their own music, with mm. each other. We've had a little bit of timing issues before. So it, it, it still worries me that... It, even in Amsterdam, it was very good and it was much better. Mm-hmm. But I still don't think we're going to get a super slick performance in um, Turin. I still think it'll be very good. But I'm, I, I, I would still have enough doubts that I don't think we're going to get maybe the result they could. Yeah, it's it's maybe the nature of the song. Exactly, it, it is quite chaotic and all that sort of stuff we're not going to have a replication of the studio version I'm figuring at this point it's probably more a song you feel at a stadium or a festival or something like that and you can forgive all that kind of stuff you know exactly you're not nitpicking these little things but you know at the moment and we're going to go in front of this you know nitpicky crowd at, at, at Eurovision you know, there are some rough edges, I'm yeah, going to say. And look, that's going to mainly affect the jury, I think, as well. And exactly. It was never a jury song, and I think they can still bring a really good atmosphere and a great performance. Yeah. And I like the way Alvin's kind of like really getting into it a little bit more. He's probably doing it bigger for that live thing. But mm-hmm. yeah, he was a bit too quiet and originally in national final, and I like there's a bit more going on. I think they'll get the right balance eventually. I agree. They're probably playing around with it a bit at the moment. Mm. A couple of others we want to mention. First appearance from Georgia and Circus Murkus with their masks and whatever they had on. I'm not really sure what's going on with that live performance. Um, thoughts on that one? Oh, I'm a little bit disappointed. And not because I didn't like sing it fine and it was all right and everything was good. I just think it showed the song doesn't translate well live. And some songs just don't. Mm. Yeah, again, another one. I'm not expecting the studio version to be replicated come the contest because um, I love the studio version, to be honest. But um, it is in a live sense. And you've got these live voices happening, probably not coming across as strong 
as perhaps I would have hoped. Yeah. But again, we've still got time to rehearse. And there's staging to come. You never know. Things can lift massively. And there's a lot of potential with that. Exactly. You start throwing in a bit of backing track in there, etc. And things tidy up very quickly. Uh, another one of our first appearances was Armenia Dale. Excellent. She's very good. She's very good. I, I actually tweeted straight after. I'm like, I've probably been sleeping on this oh, a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> so, look, it's not one of my favorites, but I thought I, I watched it. I was like, oh, I can see this at Eurovision. And I think I can. They don't have to do a lot with this. Hmm. She can sing it really well. And I think it'll work really well on stage. Absolutely. And she doesn't have to. She doesn't have the bells and whistles or whatever. But there's still a charisma which holds you. She seems like a really warm in, you know, like. She's really lovely. Yeah. yeah. Really nice performer. So I, I can see some good stuff happening there with Armenia once they add some bells and whistles to the staging. All right, another one. Uh, should we talk about Moldova just quickly? Yeah, quick. I mean, I'm a big fan of this. Mm. I've been thinking some really big things for it. Um, I, I still, I've been enjoying their performances. Great energy. It's really good. I do worry. It's got it's a wordy song, mm. and once you watch that live performance, he is really he's doing it all good, but there's not much room to do anything else. Mm. Um, so I, I I thought Tel Aviv wasn't particularly strong, but I did think Eurovision concert was. Yeah. Then you add the staging, and I still think there's a lot to work with, but maybe I'm not feeling as confident as I was um, a few weeks ago. Yeah, I agree. And there's been a couple of stepping stones for me. First of all, we've got that more guitar rocky kind of intro to the song, which I hate, to be honest. And also, can we lose the cap and sunglasses unless you're selling pills? Oh. Um, no. <laughs> I don't think we need the drug dealer look really, really bad. I don't bad. think he'll be wearing that at Turin. Surely. Please take it off. Surely he won't. Like, this is, he's just doing a concert. If he Come is on. wearing that, I don't want to be behind him at security. That's for sure. <laughs> okay. uh, unless he's discarding the contents. Who knows? All right, next. All right, last one I want to talk about I'll mention here is Israel. Um, at Tel Aviv calling, I thought... That was a really excellent performance. Man I can sing. It came together really, really well. The choreography and everything. A little tidy package there from Israel. Very good. I think people have been sleeping on this. Mm. It's a. I mean, I was about to say it's a little bit camp. It's <laughs> a little rid- bit camp. <laughs> it's ridiculously <laughs> camp. But the man can sing it. Mm-hmm. It's a really good performance put together. Um, yeah, like this. This is definitely gonna, you know. Um, Get people's attention. Oh, definitely. It was all, he was always going to get people's attention. Yeah. Um, but certainly, I think it, it's very tidy. I thought look, it came across very, very well. A little bit of drama. Uh, just before we were recording this, Dale, there was some news reports coming out of Israel about possible not being able to compete live because of some government stuff. What, what did you make of that? Uh, well, I think, yes, a broadcaster put something out saying that at this stage they can't go. Mm-hmm. I think the fact that they're saying at this stage says they're trying to Maybe who knows? I'm, I'm just guessing that the publicity is trying to get something to happen. Yes, like it's a bit like remember um, what? This, uh, no, 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 no. Alina Natchayeva's dress. Yeah, yeah but okay. we can't go. We can't go with the dress. And it was all about like let's raise the funds up for this one's. It's a bit like make sure you give us a security detail to go because I think totally. that might be what's going on. I think we saw this when they were hosting as well. The, the Israeli government departments love to have a good public mm. spat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so That's so right. I think we've got one department kind of saying, well, we can't go because you're not going to give us the thing and try and put pressure on them publicly, etc. Look, it all just seems like They'll a be there. storm in a teacup, if you ask me on this one. Now, that is pretty much it for this week's previews. I think we've got Madrid coming up soon. Yes, we do indeed. That is coming up this weekend. Well, this week we got to have a wonderful opportunity to talk to Paul Clark from the Australian delegation 
uh, to Turin. He's been a part of the Australian delegation forever. Mm. Um, he is a director of Blink TV, the production um, partner of SBS. The godfather of Australian Eurovision. <laughs> that's a good way to put it. Mm. I don't know if that's his official I title. Didn't mean, I didn't mean that to sound like <laughs> ominous. Are we going to get a horse head in our bed <laughs> if we don't say the right thing about Australia? Who knows? Needed um, some sort of violin or something in the background there, didn't it? <laughs> but look, we had a great chat with Paul. Um, you know, we did speak for a good half an hour and we are going to have the full interview on our page. Patreon, but we did want to share some of the more interesting tidbits about, you know, the approach to Turin, staging with Sheldon, and a few other bits like that, and looking ahead to 2023. Look, it's been roughly six weeks since Australia decides. It's probably flown by for you. What's actually um, been mm. happening in the background since, like, for, for us kind of fans, we're always so interested in that process. What are the first steps um, with the delegation, the artists, after someone wins? Well, the first thing is just to say, all right, here's the good news and the bad news. Um, so we've got to we've got to work out how long it's going to take and how many people we're able to take. And it's a really reduced delegation this year. So you have to go through the logistics of this is going to be tough. You can only do X, Y, and Z. And then you have to put together a plan of what's going to look good on that stage and how do we actually make the most out of it. My feeling is that the, the stage is so ornate and complicated that I'm, and it, in a similar way of Tel Aviv, my initial reaction is just to say, just let the stage be the stage, but let's just concentrate on what we're doing and just, just be yourself and don't get, don't want to use too much of the firepower of what's there unless you can make the most out of it. Because I, I think that whenever you've seen, like in Tel Aviv, whenever you've seen 18 or 20 triangles, you know, when you've seen that, it just begins to lose its dyna dynamics, uh, its counterpoint. So we've focused on an idea that is a development on where we were at Australia Decides. And I was really proud of the stage design for Australia Decides with Sheldon particularly. That was a guy called Paul Collison, who's our lighting director, and that was his idea. And it ripped. It, it looked like, it did really look like full-blown Eurovision. Um, I was very proud of it. Just coming back to the stage, actually, because I might jump to a question I had about that, because it looks like a really um, interesting stage design, almost quite complicated and over the top, you know, the Italians, of course. Um, what unique challenges or opportunities uh, do you think the stage has, even if it's not for Australia, maybe for, for even for any artist? I think that there's a lot of potential with it with the turning um, and what, what I wanted to play with was the idea of looking at a film like Fritz Lang's Metropolis and the way the machine turns and just you're kind of part of a, a machine and a kind of, a, I thought it was ironically almost like as a counterpoint to what it was designed to be, which was this big rainbow happiness meter. It, it's possible to kind of make it like a, a dystopian machine that's kind of happening in the background and just adding a different kind of drama. With what Sheldon's doing, it's a little bit the same as 
someone like John's Tears from Switzerland in mm. that you're taking someone that's quite insular and you have to bring them to a big, big audience. And it's like, how are you going to do that? So it has to, you have to have a moment where it's, it's very kind of close. And then you've got to have a pride rock moment, you know, yeah. like it's got to, you've got to look for both and how, how you're going to make both work. And um, to that end, we've signed up with um, the creative director, Sasha Jean-Baptiste. Oh, okay. Who's working with us this year. Yeah. And I'm really excited about that. And at the moment, they're just doing um, choreography sessions, like where they're both really close like this, and they're just doing even hand movements and stuff. Like they've just, they're in creative love. You know, they're just absolutely loving each other. Oh, that sounds that sounds very exciting. Um, nice to hear. Yeah. And Sheldon's actually used the word, I think, ridiculous and in inverted commas to describe the staging. Look, I know you can't say anything, um, but is there any possible kind of clues you can give away or even in, if you had to describe it in a word or two what the staging's looking like? I think, look, it all depends on, like when we were putting... Australia Decides together, I wanted to put it midway through the show, almost like two-thirds, like it was the moment of a Shakespearean soliloquy or, or the, the, the moment in Phantom of the Opera where the person reveals themselves to the audience. And that's, and I feel like there's that kind of drama in what Sheldon's doing. And you can't keep replaying the idea it's not just about the mask Mm. you know I think Sheldon's as a person I think he's had to be incredibly careful about the way he's presented himself to the world but when you know him there's so much behind him he's just such an engaging enthusiastic passionate person and it's it's trying to find like what we did was quite dark and gothic and we want to let the light in this time. I think I can say that. <laughs> there are elements that are a little bit the same in what we're doing, but I think it'll have a much different outcome. So, you know, he's going to move, but I can't really go into much more detail than that. No, he's that's not right. on a pole, Dale. He's not on a pole. <laughs> well, that's, uh, we can't do that again, obviously, but um, no, that, that's, that's amazing. That's very exciting to hear. And thank you for leaving a little bit of tidbits there. Um, Look, I know you're all about 2022 at this stage, and this is my only cheeky question to you at this point. Um, you know, what is this landscape looking like for Australia for like 2023 and beyond? We know that we're there for 2023. Um, is there any discussions at this point about the extension or are we all a bit tight-lived at this stage? Look, we'll definitely um, be talking to the EBU about the extension and we may take a photograph of us just going genuflecting down on one knee and and kind of praying, just holding their hands and tugging the, our forelocks. Um, look, it's the job of our new um, uh, head of delegation, Emily Griggs, who'll be talking directly to the um, EBU folk about that. Emily's a very capable person. And, um, yeah, look, um, it's, it's in her capable hands and I'm sure... Um, they'll give us a good ear, but w- we should know that after the show. 
was, I was going to say it'll be a reference group meeting or two afterwards. It'll take until after the um, Eurovision Song Contest before they make a decision on that. Well, some really interesting things there, Michael. Mm. Probably the biggest news, and we did put it out on the on our website yesterday. Sasha Jean Baptiste is going to be our creative director again. Yeah, fantastic news if you ask me. She is an absolute pro, and uh, we look at something, and it's interesting that Paul mentioned um, Jean Steers from last year. And bringing that all together, because I loved that staging, and I just revisited it the other day. Fantastic staging. So she is a pro. She knows the rules here. She knows how to work things, and also knows how to get things done on the ground. Uh, so, look, I'm really excited about Sasha creatively doing our uh, our staging again, because we've got this really great song. We just have to make sure it's presented in a really original and great way, and we could have a good result here. Yeah, I, I think um, I really like from what she did for Switzerland last year. Obviously, she's done a lot of different things. Yeah. I mean, she's done Fuego. She's done Beautiful Mess for Bulgaria. She's always had good results. So five top fives, I think nine top tens, over 20 Eurovision entries all up. Um, I think the fact that she did Isaiah and Jessica Mowboy, I did think some fans in Australia still a little bit burnt from that and I understand where they're coming from because I think a lot of people were disappointed with the Jessica Mowboy stage particular staging. Jessica I think the um, Isaiah staging was great yep. I don't have an issue with the staging there at all so but I think moving on from that like I yeah. can understand where they're coming from but I think you've got to look at her track record recently and it's been re- it's been improving dramatically in the mm. last couple of years um, and I think she's a really good match for Sheldon I think the Jean's Tears thing is a really good probably the closest to compare it to because before that last year John's Tears was like sitting behind a piano and singing people were going oh maybe it wasn't the right staging you can't replicate a car crash video or whatever was going on (laughs) and all that other stuff true this is like it got him up it got him expanded I did not like John's Tears song I love that staging and I I think I voted for the song. Mm. That's how much I love what she did with it. And I think she can bring that out of the performance for Australia. Absolutely. We've got the bones there. It's all about bringing something else more to it. She's the master of a, a camera cut and a good zoom in, zoom out. And I like what Paul said about there's going to be a lot of similar things from Australia decides because it was dramatic and mm. it is kind of iconic and having that look. But as people have been mentioning, it was quite a dark performance. And the fact that they're going to be, as he said, letting some light in mm-hmm. and having a pride rock moment, I think that's definitely key to just elevate it. Oh, for sure. Probably the feedback was it was a bit dark at, at Australia decides. So it, it was quite normal, I think, to, to think, well, how do we bring more light to this? How do we bring that moment? Mm. And um, that's that that hopefully we'll be able to capture them. And really just interesting, the whole process about like what happens like yeah. when they yeah. <laughs> finish Australia side and like, hey, we're working together. What do we do? So mm. that was good. But I was probably more excited as well to hear about the things around as Australian fans and an Australian fan side and podcast, mm. what's happening with Australia beyond. And look, it sounds promising that they're obviously going to be making the case for things mm-hmm. and that we might um, get a decision at least sometime between the end of Eurovision and, you know, the next couple of reference group meetings, which will be during the year and maybe into early next year who knows yeah, you would imagine they're going to discuss it after this Eurovision rather than leave it till the very last kind of minute fingers crossed we just get a bit of surety in the next few months and and we can all move on and and uh, plan for the next few years I mean there's a couple of gaps in um 
in oh, Eurovision at the moment, isn't there? Had a couple of participants drop out lately, so yes. you know. And if you want a nice, lovely country like us to stay, well. semi-unproblematic country to come in and sweep up one of the numbers could be us. Could be us, now. Exactly. We'll wait and see. So anyway, you can listen to the full um, podcast on our Patreon. Yeah, absolutely. And also, he does talk about uh, the American Song Contest in that one as well. So if you're interested in that, our Patreon is the place to go. And just a quick shout out to our recent um, patrons who signed up. Uh, we've got Alison, Dave, Lee, and Dean. Some new patrons there. Thank you so much for your support. It does keep the lights on at Aussie Vision, and I hope you enjoyed the interview this week. Well, it's that time of the week, though, where we talk about the American Song Contest. Now, this morning here in Australia was qualifying show number four. Now, we did have our results from last week's show. Now, joining our jury winner from last week, we had Colorado, Riker Lynch, with uh, Feel the Love. Oh, yeah. Perfect. I'm so glad that got through. Definitely liked it. And he came from sixth position, didn't he, from the mm. jury last week. So you can get out from the um, top few from the jury. Absolutely. As I said last week, my favorite pop song of the week last week. Now, joining him will be Alabama with Nico, The Difference. So happy they got through. Yeah. I thought they did such a good job and it's a really good song. Well done, Alabama. Uh, yeah, I had no doubt they were going to go through. And joining them into the semifinals goes our friend from Texas, <laughs> Grant Nooch? Is that his nooch? I can't even pronounce his name. Uh, Mr. Independent from last week, who I wanted to taser. He has made it through to the semifinals. Well, I really enjoyed it. So mm. I was very happy he got through. Go Texas. Probably one of my favourite states in America. You have been there quite a few times, haven't I have. you? Yes. Uh, that means, of course, that um, our big name from last week, Jewel, will have to wait for possibly the wildcard round to get through. I know. I was gutted. She came from ninth in the jury mm. and just missed out. What, in fifth place? She was, was in fifth place, uh, yes. So look, uh, you never know. She might get that wild card, but what a shame! Mm. I would have. Uh, the jury's just was way too harsh on her. And I guess one of the fan favorites that didn't get through also Florida with flirt, the very pink one from last week, came in in six. But they still have that wild card round to get through. All right, so let's get on to this week, Dale. We did have our jury winner announced from Washington. This is Alan Stone and a bit of both. Well, maybe they're a little bit of both at the same time. Well, how come some days you're living and other days it's death? But how come everything we've given somehow always leaves a dead? How come joining several... Goodness me, wasn't this guy a character? Um, what did you think of Alan? I mean, number one, his look was pretty like out there and it captures you, right? That yeah. hair, that outfit, um, but also more importantly, that voice um, mm. and the way he performed. This song really did nothing for me at all, much at all in the studio, but it was all about a live performance. And this is such a Muso's Muso's song. Oh, fair but there was so. also connect with the audience. So it wasn't a massive surprise. Um, to see it win the jury. A little bit of a surprise because I thought there were bigger, bolder songs. Mm. But I think for like musicians, 
and jury kind of people, they kind of love this kind he, of stuff. He really epitomised that whole Seattle hipster thing, didn't he? And, and um, yeah, I liked his humour in the postcard. There was kind of whole package thing there for me because listening to it in the studio, didn't think much of it at all. Yeah. Live on stage, came alive a bit more. So not surprised he got the vote there. All right, let's go through some of the others here. New Hampshire, Dale Marie with Fly. I know a lot of fans like that one. Only got eighth in the juries. Yeah, look, I think probably maybe 8th was a bit harsh. I, I wasn't a massive fan of the song. I found it a little Scandi light, a bit. I would mm. have heard this in a national Very final. Very Melfest pop with the drums and everything. Yeah, I felt mm. like this is something you see in Norway semi-final that doesn't get through. But I really felt her as an engaging performer. She's oh, yeah. visually striking. She's got a great voice. She didn't hit everything all the time, but mm. a wonderful performer. Yeah. But yeah, 8th was probably a bit harsh. Yeah, I thought so too. Amazing array of wigs that she displayed throughout <laughs> the postcard. <laughs> oh, really? And the Oh, my God, there were so many wigs. It was amazing. (laughs) All right, Nevada, The Crystal Method, Watch Me Now, third in the juries. Wow, the staging on this one, I loved it. This was incredible. This is the song they need in a better bloody get through because this (laughs) show needs it. It was just like this. I felt like I was watching a live, it was a live performance, but I felt like I was in like a stadium watching something. Yeah, it was a stadium opening in particular. I loved it. Yeah. And it wasn't like I... I'm going to whistle that song down the street or no. even really seek it out. But that performance is great. And I just wanted to go back and watch that performance again. And they kind of like a bit from your youth, aren't I'm they? I'm glad you brought quite... that up, Dale. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Very much so. But what I remember from The Crystal Method, this is far more rock. Back then, they were kind of heavy EDM, trip acid kind of EDM. I would kind of remember. Um, <laughs> so this was, yeah, a little heavier than I expected. But still, I thought it had great impact and, and it really worked. All right, let's go on to Utah. Savannah Key's completely um, different change of pace here with Sad Girl. She was nice. Yeah, very just country light, country radio stuff. Mm. She's she's lovely. She's got mm. a lovely voice as well. And I like the staging from it. She was one when I watched all the artists and leading up to it that I was kind of out of, you know, my country stuff I like. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, there's something quite pure and real about her. And maybe the song wasn't like really authentic country country radio but i thought it was a good she did a good job yeah i thought she did a very good job just song lacked a bit of killer punch for me you know but um she's got a bit of work to do seventh in the juries for her so far washington dc neither with i like it i'm glad he liked it because nobody else did (laughs) oh i struggled on that one 11th 11th in the jury so far um yeah Sorry. I, th- I think I had a meeting to go to and I was happy to do it. <laughs> I thought he had a nice um, Melfest opening there kind of thing. It was almost like he would do with uh, Robert Benson looking away from the camera, all this sort of stuff. But unfortunately, oh, terrible, terrible song. Mm-hmm. Uh, Massachusetts, Jared Lee, Shameless. Um, this was good. This is really good. Mm. I thought it was actually going to win the jury mm. vote because it did come second. Uh, and I actually probably probably would have preferred it because it felt like more of a fuller song. And his voice was great. You know, there was a lot more live singing in this whole show. Yes. And you really heard his voice a lot. And I enjoyed it. I loved the staging, loved the song, loved his voice. Yeah, I agree. It reminds me of something and I just can't put my finger on what the whole genre sounds like. It sounds like to me almost like an early Seal kind of um, song. You know what I mean? Okay. You remember Seal? Yeah, of course. Yeah, okay. Kiss from a Rose. <laughs> That's the one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> It just kind of reminds me of his stuff. All right, uh, Georgia, Stella Cole with DIY. Wow, what an eye catcher this one was. Um, Studio wise, this is my favorite song. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> You're so basic. <laughs> I am. But you know what? She Look, she gave it a good crack. The, um, <laughs> there was a bit of, you know, white girl about it. But I thought she, she looked great. Mm. She gave it a decent run. She managed to change... Th- 
some words to Mrs. and things I like know. that. She dropped my like side bitches lyric, which is like, are we allowed God. to say bitches? Yeah, I think we are. I think we're allowed. To. <laughs> <laughs> um, she was also sing talking as well. Which isn't great. Yeah, but she know. still performed it great. Also, she looked a bit like uh, Stefania meets Emma Musket. Yeah, very much so. Very nice um, cat suit thing mm. she had going on there. Um, Hawaii, Bronson, uh, with his For You. It was pleasant. I liked it. I thought there was a lovely, like, soft, anthemic nature of the whole thing. And he was a great performer. I really enjoyed it. Mm, okay. <laughs> no, he had a very nice island. I just thought the whole thing was a little cliched and boring, I'm afraid. Um, West Virginia, Alexis Cunningham, working on a miracle. Interesting staging, reminiscent of perhaps um, Island 2018 with the uh, park benches and the dancers who at one stage you thought they were fighting. <laughs> yeah. Well, then maybe that's kind of maybe what the song was. I don't know. But I thought she did a decent job. I thought there was probably... It was one of those songs that had the ingredients to kind of be maybe bigger. Mm-hmm. And I thought she did a very good job of it. But maybe could have taken it a bit further. Yeah, it was my favourite one in the studio, to be oh honest. God, that whole, I know, that whole Carly Jepsen so kind of <laughs> pop feel I felt it had in the studio. But they did make some odd staging choices, like the band and the backing singers were hiding behind shrubs in the background. Like, Why was they going, even there? What yeah. was going on there? I thought someone was going to shoot her or something. Uh, sniper style. <laughs> uh, Arizona was there. Now I thought these girls really caught the eye. Las Marias. I loved it. I, mm. I really, I, I really loved the n- fact that we had a song like this competing. Mm-hmm. Loved that it was competing for Arizona. Awesome, and I love that they got up and made it an intimate performance in the crowd on the stage with the other um, female kind of like almost like the mariachi, mariachi. kind of guitar mm. thing going on as well. I loved it. It was great, but I also kind of understand why it wasn't high in the jury range. Yeah, they made that decision to do the whole satellite stage and not do the massive stage with the LEDs or anything like that. And I thought it did give it that intimacy. But it all, yeah, I don't know, maybe it sort of lacks something at the same time. I don't know. But um, I really did enjoy it. Great to hear a song completely in Spanish as well. And the last one here is uh, Pennsylvania, Bree Steves with Plenty Love. Now, she came fourth in the jury, pretty high. What do you think of this one? Yeah, look, I, you know what? I love the visual. I thought she looked fantastic mm-hmm. and I loved the rap part. God, she smashed that out of the park. The rest of it was done well without being great. Mm, I didn't uh, think the vocal was amazing. Yeah, uh, but like the thing, the song was kind of there. It was all right. It was all good. Um, I thought the three ahead of her were probably better overall, but I, I think fourth seems about right. I think there was a, a, enough there to, to warrant that. Yeah, the song for me was a little bit church pop and yeah, doesn't really work for me. But Fair uh, enough. Yeah, everyone's got their own opinions well, on that I'm, one. I haven't seen anyone rapping like that on, yeah. on and church, but I, no, but I thought the rap part was definitely the standout part of the song on that exactly. one. All right. Well, that was it from the States this week. And I guess that's it from us for the week as well. Yes, it is indeed. We've obviously got a lot of our country review and rank mm. episodes out. So we will be spending a lot of our Easter Mm. recording and yeah. editing and doing all those. So I hope you are enjoying it. And we know we've been getting great feedback. So thank you so much for that. Yeah, they're, they're very enjoyable to do. Yeah. So thanks so much for joining us today and we'll catch you soon. Yeah. Take care, guys. See you later. As always, thanks for joining us and thank you for your support. You can follow us on our social media channels at AussieVisionNet. And if you want to support the work that we and 20 AussieVision volunteers do and get some really good bonus content, then you can subscribe to our Patreon. The link is in the show notes. Thanks very much. Catch you later.